0: This is the
1: DX Podcast, proudly presented by Wondrous. In this, the final episode of the first season, Mirko and
0: Peter speak with Michael, the founder of Wondrous.
1: So the plan was not having a plan, and that was how we went into this uh, project, was not to put too much work into it. (laughs) I hope it didn't seem that way. Not at all, I think. But uh, that's kind of how it started out. And so the idea was not to put too much work into it, mm, kind of make it feel a bit more spontaneous, um, a bit more human maybe, going into people's uh, lives and trajectories and trying to figure out where they came from and how they did what they did and less about what they did. So that was kind of the idea going into this. And I thought we could have a, a quick kind of discussion today, the three of us, about like what we've done maybe for the last nine episodes and what you feel has worked well um and where you think maybe uh you know we could it could be heading in the future and keep it i i could happily do this uh, uh, kind of in a more philo- philosophical manner than than maybe otherwise and maybe we could warn uh, the listeners up front that, um, hey, listen, okay, so the next five minutes unscripted and we're just trying to kind of fuck around and see where this goes. And so the idea was was to kind of create this, this ex- like logical extension to the digital experience meetup, which we found was um, like an incredible thing for the community. And I hope the community thought that too. But all of a sudden we had this community and then COVID happened and then it was no longer so the idea behind this podcast was to kind of you know, like use this as a, as a logical extension, largely unscripted, as you say, Mirko. Um, so there's the three of us today kind of sitting in a room, spontaneously like to ask for your uh, kind of thoughts and feedback on how you think this has been going and where you think it might be going. But let's start with uh, the, the past nine episodes. Mirko.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a shame I, I wasn't able to join most of them. Um, these are unprecedented times after all. Uh, so it, it stood to reason that there would be some uh, scheduling conflicts. Um, but I, I think what we what we definitely have to say is, like you, like you mentioned, you were very nervous in the beginning. And I think you could hear that some of the times, but um, the more episodes you did, the more routine you got and the better it got. So um, I think that's something I'd, I'd have to say, of course, that uh, um, you did a really good job.
1: Oh, well, Bravo. thank you very much. <laughs> uh, there, was,
2: there was lots of room for improvement. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Always. I, I, I think you made use of the space available to you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's amazing listening to, to these conversations that... Um, like an ideal world would probably have happened on stage in front of, of people in our office, um, watching them, being able to ask their own questions and for us to have the ability to, to like try to anticipate what kind of questions would have been asked by, uh, by the people watching and, and trying to get those answers out of those guests, um, I think is a, is a cool opportunity.
1: Absolutely. I mean, thanks for that feedback, and I have to say, like, the idea of a conversation was the source of the inspiration for this podcast, actually. So, um, thanks for picking that up, because the idea was that you know we were supposed to be having conversations with the guests, like, rather than a, a dialogue, which, like, sometimes can gain a little bit of a kind of a one-sided perspective but it can feel a little bit dry as well at times and I saw the two times I was I was joined by once once by yourself Mirko and once by Laura and uh, when we uh, tried it out in Swiss German as well um, that the whole affair was a lot more relaxed and uh, there was more laughing in the room and like I, I kind of felt um, you know the breadth of the questions was more interesting as well it's like not just coming from my perspective but it's like at least two of us from from the wondrous kind of perspective, you know, the idea was that we wouldn't put too much resources into it, and so that it felt natural. Um, not because we're lazy, um, I don't think, um, but it was more because it, it, they wanted it. It had to come across as something that like felt much more authentic. Um, so, kind of picking the brains of these these thought leaders in in the industries that we. Um, find um, all over the place um, so yeah I mean if you're listening um, any one of our guests from the last nine podcasts um, thank you so much for kind of taking part in this tool to service the community I guess Mitch it's everything
0: think? I think you said it's <laughs> also an experiment always um, yeah, first of all um, I would like to thank you as well because everyone I think could feel your ownership in this project um so thank you for for that um the rest is is pretty dependent on on perspectives i think
1: absolutely um, so it's
0: like a, a i see you talking about this stuff and and also um realize uh, how much pressure it is sometimes to just do stuff mm-hmm. um, because of the ownership you have because you you are responsible and uh, you have to think about stuff um it's also um sometimes a bit uh, therapeutic, therapeutic. Um, yeah. in terms of, uh, um, yeah, um, y- you see, you know, from a personal perspective, uh, what, it, uh, what it needs to be done, um, yeah, but I had a chance to listen to, to all of them, to all nine episodes, and it's actually quite, in, in my, you know, um, in my podcast app, it's, it's uh, in, in the first row, Okay. Uh, so I, I actually um, always look forward to to the next episode uh, because I, I think I really think it worked out that we had an authentic um, human um, human touch to it. So the format itself, I think it's it's wonderful.
1: Do you think that's because it was unscripted?
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so because of everything you just said, um, and Mirko also said it. Uh, I think it's it's because of the the unscripted way of of doing stuff and and the user centered, um, you know. Um, thinking behind that. Yeah. So it's about the, the people and it's about their personal, you know, story, how they get there and not what they do. I think that that's because. So mm-hmm. the concept is 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 is, is great. And uh, yeah, lots of room for improvement like always, but uh, I think oh, yeah. we're doing great. You do great uh, especially and uh, no, I'm, I look forward to to the next nine.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not the same like a uh, as a as a DX meetup course because uh, there's a lot of lot missing to that but it's it's a it's a good substitute in these times when there wasn't anything available and now that we're looking at um starting up dx meetups again slowly with uh, with less people of course and all that and and these conversations are starting um I, th- I think it's important to to note that the podcast doesn't have to go away because of that and i think it shouldn't because i think it can it can do something else and, and add to the whole thing, as well. And I think that's great.
1: I definitely could not agree more um, with that, uh, that sentiment. That the, the DX meetup um, is definitely something that we want to hold on to as as a company, especially because we feel it's brought us so much value in the last two years since since it it was brought into existence. Um, in happenstance really is that there wasn't m- like a huge idea behind it at the time um, other than servicing a community that we didn't know yet um, actually existed so I, again it was just trying, kind of trying something out so yeah, thank you Mitch and and, and you too uh, Mirko for, for supporting this uh, initiative uh, from the beginning um, it being um, this uh, yeah I mean, we say this a lot a logical extension to the DX meetup because it kind of is um, but it also kind of isn't, which is why it will never substitute the meetup itself.
0: You know, j- just to add something to that, I mean, from my personal um, point of view, it's, it's also connected to our core service offering that we have towards customers and towards yeah, our service model that we, that we run. Um, to, to be in a, in a problem room and to talk about challenges and, and problems first, and then to to find a way to to solve that problem with digital digital um, solutions, that is for me um, a very important you know genetic piece connected to, to the wondrous story that we are the ones at least trying to find ways around stuff that happens that we cannot influence. You know we 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 have nothing against COVID these days. We can, we can deal with it on a daily basis. We can find workarounds um, in regards to travel, in, in regards to, to everything we, we are pretty aware of these days. Um, I think it's not going away. So to at least move, to at least you know, um, try to, to think out of the box and, and to, to further develop, that's most important for me. If we fail at least trying, it, it's not a problem for me personally. Um, because in the moment where we not even try, that I think that's that's a big failure oh for yes, Wanderers as a company and, and as as us, as, as people working at Wanderers. So, yes, it's an extension. It's, it's an add-on, an added value to what we had, and now we try to just uh, further explore where, where it's going. Um, the, the piece I'm, I'm missing these days is the interact. Yeah. It's, it's very, you know, one-directional. Uh, um, so this, this would be my projection or vision for, for the next iteration, how to find ways, a, apart from the physical event, um, the meetup that takes place in the office, to to find ways to connect to the community, you know, mm-hmm. to, to receive, you know, questions on, on some kind of a channel um, and to, to get back to, to, to people with answers. Um, especially, I think, um, comes to the podcast uh, format questions uh, for the speaker um i don't know how to do that um but i think this
1: this would be wonderful to, to explore cool um absolutely um talking about other areas to explore i mean we mentioned before that um you know one of the goals was to was to make it more about a conversation so i think you know what we'll be looking at for season two would definitely having um, more people in the room um, as for example the one that we did with uh, Javier from Google or Marina Brahm. definitely tried to have, have more of a conversation going but um, yeah, one of the things that we definitely noticed was that the face-to-face podcast uh, recording situations were obviously much I don't know, I'm not sure if the quality was better but it just felt better um, so that's the interaction that you're talking about as well so where do you think this might might lead, Mirko? Hmm. Or, or better put, do you think okay? Do you think the the one week intervals was good? Do you think it was um, too short, too long? Um, do you think a um, a season of, of ten episodes is is enough or not enough?
2: That's a good question. I'm, I, I I like the weekly interval. Um, most of the podcasts I I listen to next to this one also have a weekly interval. There's there's a couple that are bi-weekly or or every two weeks because you can (laughs) interpret that two different ways bi-weekly. And it's always, it's, it's, it's a shame because I'm, I'm listening to my podcasts and and there's this one missing in that week. And I think more than once a week is, is often too much. Um, If it's not a daily one, if it's not a short daily podcast, then Mm -hmm. like twice a week is, is I think too much three times a week. I, I think the interval is, is, good and I mean I I know people like to talk about seasons when talking about podcasts but it's it's not like um, it doesn't have to be a season you can you can just keep on going you can you can do one every week 52 times a year mm. and and call it a season you can do 10 and call it a season you can just have a break of, of, <laughs> yeah. of a couple <laughs> months and start again and and not call it a season at all and I, I think that's that's fine Any anyway and I think 10 episodes is like a good chunk of, of material that people can listen to when they discover it because um, I doubt that all of our listeners have been listening since episode one mm. um, there's going to be people coming in and having to listen to to anyone and there's not new ones coming out at that time which is fine because there's a there's a back archive of, of 10 episodes they can listen to which mm. is uh, what is that was Five six hours of material at least. Oh God,
1: I, t- I tried to think about For, it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that's
2: lots of time at the gym or doing dishes or whatever. Uh, so so ten episodes is is a, is a good chunk, I think. Any anything less would have been a bit not not quite enough, mm-hmm. uh, and more is needed until yeah. the time comes that we continue.
1: Well, I think the thing that we were talking about at the very beginning can can you remember this, Mitch? We were talking about the fact that things need an end point. Um, so you have to oh, yeah. you have to have an end that you work towards. Um, and at one point I think it was 12 episodes. Um, and and then it kind of it, we whittled it down to ten because it just kind of made sense. It's two and a half months. you know we it's a the foreseeable future in a way. Um, but also the you know the the amount of work that goes behind. Um, actually fixing a date with someone Um, and also and this is something that we talk about a lot as well and we have not achieved and I think that's something that I will try to achieve um, or put more work into achieving for the next season is the diversity aspect as well Um, so I I feel really bad that we only um, achieved like getting two female voices on the podcast in the first season which is as as pretty bad percentage in my in my <laughs> view, um, and uh, we we are working on that for, for the next season definitely.
0: But th- that's an important uh, an important um,
1: thing you mentioned. Um, the endpoint is not so much connected to you know
0: resources and everything, but it's it was a test. It was also you know a beta project, yeah. and uh, again uh, very much connected to our own um, processes and and. Uh, methodologies we we use in our in our core business um to to you know set an end date and to put it on i don't know a schedule and then say okay let's try it out let's start with 10 episodes and and just you know absorb observe what happens and that's that's great because then you can work towards that that goal because there was no not much more goal setting than just try it out and figure out what happens and and now we have much more clarity. That's the, that's a fantastic thing of, of doing stuff that way. That we have more clarity on what works and what. So there is always room for improvement, yeah. but it's 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 uh, very structured these days. And now we can talk about extensions already in terms of oh it. God, wouldn't yeah. have been possible to talk about extensions uh, ten, ten weeks ago because we um, just didn't know no, what we because were doing. The lack of clarity. We we <laughs> have more focus and clarity. And now we have to just try. T- um, Try again to 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 extend the the existing format. Yes, diversity is an important topic for me as well. Um, not because of the numbers, because of I'm I'm pretty sure that there are many females out there uh, that uh, that uh, um, have something to say. And um, the other thing, the interaction piece, is 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 still something I would love to 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 explore. Yeah. What that could mean.
1: thanks guys that was uh, that was interesting and it's yeah you know, maybe uh yeah unscripted again um so uh, maybe in in some areas you kind of drift off a bit more than you you might want, might have wanted but sometimes that's good like drifting off and uh um what do they say a waxing philosophical or <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? It's like yeah. thinking okay. out loud. I think is a, is, a, is, a, is a term that fits the best here. Uh, I'd like to say shooting the breeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shooting the breeze.
0: I mean, this is this is the the thing people people um, also feel and hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening to podcasts if it's scripted, you you hear it. Yeah. And if not, then yeah, sometimes it's a bit boring, but that's not a problem. I mean, uh, a podcast like this one, I, I listen to it uh, when I'm on my bike it's not a problem because my head is, is uh, going somewhere anyway okay and yeah. if i have that podcast on my it's, it's okay it's totally okay it's fine. i don't have to learn always i have to listen sometimes and even if it's a a random you know discussion about you have to whatever. listen to my voice
1: <laughs> even more sorry about that yeah <laughs> it's okay i mean we're
2: we're three white guys close to middle age and uh, we don't we we don't have the most interesting thoughts and i think there's enough podcasts with three white guys that are close to middle (laughs) (laughs) age talking (laughs) about whatever they want to uh so i think it's (laughs) it's good that we don't do this all the time but i think it's good that we did it at least once or twice cool i enjoyed that me too thank you cool yeah and thanks to you again for doing all this
1: That was the first bit, and now the idea was, because we always need a guest, uh, otherwise it isn't really the, the ex-podcast, so our guest today is Michael, um, we know him as Mitch, um, this is the 10th of 10 uh, episodes of the first season, and we welcome you to, to our show, Mitch. Thank you. I'm honored. What, what do you prefer uh, nowadays? Confused still, but uh, yeah. uh, sitting here, but uh, we're all confused, man. I, I told you, you are in charge, so uh, oh god, I'm uh, I'm just guest. No pressure, huh? <laughs> okay. So, what do you prefer nowadays? Is it Mitch or Michael? Actually, it's
0: it's quite interesting. It's um, for all of uh, you guys listening um, to this podcast and listened uh, to to the piece before. Um, it's it's connected to this mid age thing. I think <laughs> uh, I'm called Mitch since more than twenty years because we we were uh, I think five Michaels back in school, and so um, all of us uh, had their nicknames. and And Mitch is actually totally wrong because it's it's uh, connected to Mitchell and not Michael. So I actually realized that introducing myself to to new people it's kind kind of confusing especially when they are uh, americans or or english because th- yeah it's it's clear for them that it's wrong uh, mitch and michael uh, why because um in the moment where i write emails afterwards uh, it's it's a bit of confusing yeah. So um, I, I tend to introduce myself as Michael these days. Okay. To towards uh, new people.
1: Yeah, I realize <laughs> that, which is why I'm really? asking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You see, change, <laughs> and it's
0: mid midlife <laughs> midlife uh, situation also. Uh, yeah. I think huh. it's a bit, bit more grown up. I don't know why, but uh, this this Mitch piece is pretty much connected to my yeah times back in school. A and different Baseball, persona. baseball, and whatever yeah. <laughs> um, stories I, I have in mind, but it's okay, Mitch. I mean, even my mom is is calling me Mitch.
1: Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's it's not. Uh, um, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about too much about that piece.
1: <laughs> I think one one uh, important aspect of, of the DX podcast up until now for me at least is as to you know kind of have been to delve into our guests' past. Uh, do you want to give us a, a quick version?
0: Sure, uh, and you know that is, I'm, is I'm, I'm used to, talk,
1: to talking, so uh, <laughs> I try to be short. Um,
0: I mean, I'm a I'm a university dropout. So, raised and, and grown up in a, in, a, uh, in a teacher's family, I would call it. So, lots of doctors, uh a- academic, medical, yeah, ac- yeah. academic backgrounds. Um, I was actually, I think, the first one in, in my generation that dropped out uh, of the university. <laughs> the, the reason why is, is, is quite simple. I had no perspective on my job, um, you know, being in, in law school um, back in the days. And I think it's also connected to my. Um, passed in, in Silicon Valley, because I, I was uh, actually raised and grown up also in, in uh, Los Angeles first and then in San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and there it's, it's normal and uh, there are a lot of uh, you know stories and books out there of famous people actually dropping out of university. So I think it's, it's a bit of both. I had no job perspectives uh, concrete enough to, to stick to it because it was uh, intense. Um, and I started, uh, started working in an advertising agency as a copywriter. And there uh, it got me, so it, it, was, it was clear for me. It was, uh, you know, this, this Don Draper feeling uh, um, in the hallways of, of that agency, and, and so I dropped out. And then I started working as a copywriter first in, in advertising and, uh, yeah, specialized more and more into um, communications consultancy and uh, did my way there. And uh, the whole thing was always connected to this, this digital industry, so it was the
1: starting area.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Can I ask um, what opens the door to the to the copywriter um, career?
0: I mean, it's it's personal relationships. I think oh. first of all, um, uh, you you meet a guy and then he knows uh, stuff and whatever. Um, I was always reading stuff and and writing um, as a journalist. You know, some some jobs uh, during uh, holidays, like in school, whatever. Um, I think it was coincidence. That that I did stuff in journalism, and then knew people, and they, they introduced me to other people, and then they offered me a job. Uh, apart from university, and and then yeah, you do stuff, and then you get a job. Uh, you try, and you're good in it. That's it. It's pretty.
2: I was I was gonna ask something similar because uh, coming from law school, you usually don't like intern as a copywriter. You try to work at a law firm. So so I guess you knew on the probably, law wasn't the thing for you. No,
0: absolutely. I think my my, my perspectives on law was connected to, to famous Hollywood movies, so <laughs> to Tom Cruise and the Court and whatever. <laughs> the reality hit me like can handle plan. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you can handle the truth. That's that's correct. No, um, I mean it was very interested uh, interesting for me, and uh, I really liked it. But again, uh, I mean perspectives were not there, and it's also connected to I had my opportunities and worked in, in law firms uh, as well. And I think there I learned okay, that's the job, so mm-hmm. this is uh, what it's going to be. And there was no passion about that. It was interesting, but I was interested in many other things. And in, in working in advertising um, it was different. I, I liked the atmosphere, I liked the, the job profiles and, and the perspectives, mm-hmm. and everything else I, I was not aware of. So I had to learn um so starting in, in copywriting was just, again, coincidence because uh, um, they offered me a job and, and I tried to, to write that little text and then just started to work there. And uh, after a while, I was more working in consultancy and project management than in copywriting because uh, my skills were actually more on the journalistic uh, part of the business than on the advertising part. <laughs> so... the i'm I'm not the most creative writer on the planet, but i am pretty good in still yeah writing journalistic uh, pieces
1: so that was the starting point um what we one thing that we also talk about quite often um specific people that may have kind of altered your trajectory at any specific time you were talking about relationships. You, know, you and, and myself, and you too, Mirko, we've lived in other places than, than Basel, and but still we feel firmly uh, anchored and rooted um, here. And, and with this like, new office, we've even committed uh, to Basel for an even longer time. I think that has a lot to do with, with relationships, right?
0: I mean, my, my boss um, in the public relations... Agency that I worked uh, after two years, I, I switched from advertising uh, into into public relations. Um, my boss was was uh, I think most important uh-huh. because uh, he clearly showed me a career path in in consultancy, and uh, he he supported me uh, strongly as a as an actually as a as an intern started as an intern there. Uh, to work myself up uh, up to, to the partner um, status at the end after five years, he was he was super important for me okay. um, on all levels um, uh, professionally but also personally because he was also a dropout also started in journalism and uh, he was a senior partner at the agency uh, there. Um, so I think it was it was him
1: that had the most influence uh, professionally. Cool. Cool. What was his name? Ma- Manfred, okay Manfred. Um, so what was it um, you did after the
0: agency? I I worked in the in the advertising agency first. That was just a holiday job. Yeah, okay, and, and uh, there was uh, inspired, and then I I switched into public relations. Right, and yeah. this uh, this uh, firm was actually specialized in crisis communications. Mm-hmm. I think this is also an important piece uh, because this is a field where you have to deal with a lot of uncertainties and a lot of uh, yeah. Not only positive stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, corporate uh, crisis communications is also connected to big trouble, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I started to work there as an
1: intern and and work my myself up uh, to the to the partner status. And after that, you founded you you co-founded an agency, right?
0: Digital digital was was very big, and it yeah. was uh, it was coming fast, and and all players, so service agencies in in um, in the field back there, um, were trying to find a way into digital as well. So from advertising to public relations to to actually digital agencies coming up more and more. Mm. Um, we, we had to figure out uh, where our own way was, was actually um, going and uh, we had some, some different perspectives. So I wanted to do more um, in, in realization also mm-hmm. when it comes to digital and my, my partners, um, yeah, didn't want that. So yeah. they were connected to the consulting business deeply and to do both was a kind of tricky, tricky piece.
1: Can you explain why why you were so invested in the idea of execution?
0: Yeah, I mean, we as consultants, we did a lot of strategy stuff. Uh. And, and then uh, I, I saw um, projects uh, fail. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was not sufficient enough for me. And it was really inspired by having all these creative people. So all the designers um, back in the days and the developers uh, coming up. So this whole software development industry was moving so fast that I, I, I loved to work with them. Mm. And I was all always only connected to this consulting piece. Mm. And then uh, yeah, you you watch the, the customer fail in a project. It was not not pretty pretty cool for me. Mm. Um so I th- I think I, I'm a I'm a craftsman uh, up to today. <laughs> I love to work and to be on a construction site. I mean
1: this No no of course yeah. um
0: so I, I think it was that and uh, then I had to decide if, if I if I switched sides, and I did. And uh, I was re- young enough and brave enough to just did it my, my on my own enough. way. <laughs> ah. I was early, end of 20s, early 30s. Um, I just got married in the same year and founded uh, the company, co-founded the company. Um, that is actually still the company that uh, we are working in these yeah. days. So we're just... Uh, Called Wondrous these days, but from a legal perspective, it's the same company. Okay. So it's uh, twelve years ago.
1: Jesus. Yeah.
2: Wow. And we we saw a picture of, of you at that age recently, <laughs> at a at an event, and uh, very bright eyed and bushy tailed, <laughs> looking into the future, <laughs> full of optimism. And, uh, do, would you say the gamble paid off?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I'm very lucky because I always did what I wanted. Um, I never had to work somewhere longer than a few weeks um so i was really lucky to do what i really wanted um i never thought about success and and to you know to build something like that i was deeply interested in doing the work that i did um back in the days and uh yeah brave enough i mean what do you have to lose in, in that kind of uh, situation i mean it was i was 28 i just uh, um got married um it was a wonderful time anyway and uh had a bit of money invested it into into uh this this corporation and just started to to do stuff and and since i had some experience of uh, doing consultancy work i was able to actually start from the very first day on and to also <laughs> send bills for that uh, so i c- i could live uh from the very first moment on and uh yeah, then it just grew. Uh, I mean, after a while, I, I needed support, administrational support first, um, because I was running around in Europe all the time and had no time for nothing. And, and then it, it just grew more and more into, into the, the execution piece. So lots of designers and developers coming up. And uh, yeah,
1: Do you have any uh, specific kind of aha moments along the way that you can kind of put your finger on?
0: Interesting question, for sure. Um, I think several. After two years, I realized that working on my own um, was limited to my own resources. I think that was the first moment where I actually realized, okay, I I need some kind of a business model behind that because (laughs) it was just me doing stuff. And uh, that was the first, I think, moment after two years where I had to think about, okay, how to scale, how to actually uh, support customers with more than just uh, my, my hours that I, that, that I can spend. Um, after that, I, I think it was in 2015 where we had two locations in Frankfurt and in Basel and we were around 25 people um, like today. Um, but on on two different locations. And we had the whole um, software development team over there and the rest here in Basel. And in in Switzerland, it was exploding. Germany was always very competitive and and, uh, not only easy being in Frankfurt. And uh, it was a a moment where we sit sit together and talked about the the roadmap for 2018 uh, plus. So uh, we, we tried to look uh, ahead for about two or three years, and uh, we realized that uh, that my partner, my co-founder, had different plans again than, than myself. Mm-hmm. And so that was an also critical moment, but also um, yeah very resolving you know um, situation that we decided to just um, take the two companies apart and focus on on the the local market. We did that quite peacefully. And here uh, in the core team in Basel, we decided to do a rebranding again and, and, uh, and position ourselves uh, even more into, into realization than it was. And we decided to, to go away from marketing uh, more into the software development uh, area. Um, I think this was the, 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 biggest, the biggest game changer. Uh, what do you what
2: do you do to to get away from it all? You, you uh, before in our conversation, you you mentioned you listen to podcasts while riding a bike. Is that something you do often?
0: Yeah, I actually I actually love to to ride my mountain bike. I uh, um, had had a bit of a break because uh, um, my private life also happens uh, <laughs> <laughs> apart from work. I have a family uh, with uh, three boys, uh, so. Uh, the older one is o- 8 years old and the, the twins are um 6 um all in school but the, the very um, yeah, the first 4 years were very intense so not much not much <laughs> of, uh, biking I, I think family is, is is my 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 peace uh, a little bit um to get away from stuff um so i try to to spend as much time as i uh, i can with my family especially with my boys uh, and my wife and uh if I have time for me, it's definitely connected to sports. So I, I ride my bike, my mountain bike, and uh, I, I love to also assemble stuff, you know, to, to also <laughs> buy, buy stuff and, and try <laughs> new, new things on, on, on my bicycles. I mean, people say, well, what can you improve uh, lots? <laughs> There's a lot of fun and it's peaceful to work in, a, you know, in my garage and, 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 and to sc- screw stuff and whatever uh, and listen to podcasts uh i play tennis um also great to always mention the story that i i know roger federer <laughs> and i played with him <laughs> um no i love t- to play tennis and, and sports in general and um apart from that yeah, listening to to interesting um you know stuff um podcasts especially and, and reading mm-hmm. lots of lots of reading uh, i love to read and uh if I'm able to do that, uh, to, to to do that in a, in a peaceful environment, um, without digital at all, that's that's super great. Mm-hmm. So I love to be in the mountains. I'm
2: I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's the last book
0: you read? Um, I'm I I read um, I read I, I t- in my vacations. Uh, that was one month ago. I, I try to to read um, a novel. Um, but I didn't actually start it, so I I have to admit that I I, I bought it and it's on my uh, bookshelf. Um, but uh, mostly mostly it's it's professional literature, so I don't know from Simon Sinek to uh, Peter Drucker, so all this organizational stuff uh, it's it's very much connected to to information like that, um, because it influences the 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 way I think in the company as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I have not much time. I would love to, to read more novelties and, and just you know, um, funny or, or entertaining stuff, but it's, it's, it's actually not possible these days. I, I actually um, find a way to, to, uh, to listen to books mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I, <laughs> I have to admit um, that is very difficult for me because I, I cannot memorize a lot after that. So interestingly, um, on a riding a bike and listening to a podcast, I can remember quite everything afterwards. But to listen to a novelty or to a novel, uh, it, it's not that easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to forget the, 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 the narrative or the story. Because um, you zone out. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I, I try that and realize that it's not not super easy for me to, to remember afterwards. So there's not a lot of uh, s- sense to do that if you... That, a that's that's
2: a, a great segue to a sponsor this week, Audible.com. Uh, audible.com. <laughs> yeah, spend a slash
1: and DX Meetup
2: for your first book free. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> cut, I think that out, cut that out. One, one of the things that I constantly ask myself is like, where the hell does this guy get all of his energy from? It's like, do you have a, a particular source of, I don't know, um, uh, vitamins no. <laughs> or... Because um, I know you don't get an awful lot of sleep, but um, it's like where I've seldom met someone who's like uh, on it like you all the time, and, and and you know I mean this all positively. It's like uh, uh, and you could talk all day and make sense. Um, I, I could talk all day, and it's like I just be like not something that you'd want to listen to, generally. But um, it's, uh, where does it come from? No, I mean I have to be honest. I I sleep a lot i mean
0: it's depending on on uh, what what is a lot but uh, um
1: i i try to sleep at least 6 up to 7 7 hours a day um so all that getting up at 4 a.m and going to the gym is bullshit or like not you but you kind of hear it a lot at the moment hustle hustle De- um definitely yeah. definitely definitely um
0: i think that i al- also uh thought uh, back in in consultancy, that is that is the only way of doing stuff. No, mm. it's not. Mm. Um, but getting back to your question, it's. I think it's deeply connected to to the passion piece. I'm I'm really interested mm. in, in doing what I'm doing uh, on all levels. You know, I really I really love my my work. I, I love to work uh, with people with you guys uh, on a daily basis. I also love to to solve problems for our customers. So I'm interested in all these industries and challenges. Um, the corporates have um, um, in these uh, unprecedented times, um, it, but it's also connected to to all the, the other stuff, of, of doing uh, the garden work, of of you know, um, assembling my bikes or uh, to to play around with my kids. It's uh, cooking, for example, is a super great topic for me. I, I, I cook a lot. I love to cook because it's in the thing. It's 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 pretty similar to what I'm I'm doing uh, in in this company. It's it's to outline a vision so the menu, and then to you have to actually um, plan accordingly. If you have guests, I don't know, and then you have to buy stuff. You have to actually think about okay, is it this uh, carrot or the other one? And then the, the whole cooking itself, and then the serving piece, and uh, the the yeah, it's 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 something that I'm. It it's not stressful for me. It's it's actually quite peaceful to have some some jazz in the background and then to do that stuff. It's super great for me and very very much um, connected to discipline. I think yeah. I have my working and leisure time, sleeping, meditation routine. So I'm quite boring. I think <laughs> for most people because everything's yeah. is, is pretty much boxed and and scheduled. Um, but it's very important to mention that it's not only work. So I have my hours of thinking, I have my hours of meditation, I have my hours of sleep, I have my hours of eating. I try to really stick to that plan and that gives me a certain balance. I often fail (laughs) (laughs) doing that. Um, Because life. Because life happens and because Mm -hmm. I'm a human being, Mm Um, but it's, it's not only related to work and to discipline and, and uh, ambition at work. It's also to have all kinds of levels outlined and designed mm-hmm. and to really invest into that. Um, also peaceful moments and moments where I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Very difficult topic for me, but I really try to, to do that. And altogether, I think it, it's the energy if you invest a lot into people and in your environment, then you get back something mm-hmm. really positive. And I love to be in environments with positive energy. No matter if it's if it's you guys inspiring me on a, on an everyday basis, but I love to be in environments where it's uh, energetic and it's it's positive energy, because that get yeah that gives me something. Of course. Yeah. So that's my <laughs> simple, stupid logic of having a happy life
1: no oh, but it's interesting i like, um, you remember our chat with with Javier? um he was mentioning also that um he he makes tables um like and and we were kind of comparing his his da- daily job to creating a user experience for billions of users and then going home to create a table for like four or five six users um and and you mentioning also that cooking is something that you you find really valuable for for yourself to be able to kind of use this um craft um as well that's absolutely that is is really kind of bespoke um and for the moment also and it it it's diminished Uh, afterwards it's gone um javier's tables obviously last a bit longer than your meals but um i find that's a a really interesting um uh, comparison um so yeah, thanks for those insights, man. Like even some, even I had hadn't didn't know about some of those things. <laughs> really, <laughs> that's a that's a good sign. Um, uh, talking about these unprecedented times, like you are, you've been in the office a lot more, um, in the last six months. Um, you you were a person that had uh, a lot of uh, air, air miles, um, and uh, you were traveling around a lot. And um, like, do you feel um a do you miss it um and and b do you think it um added value um or either which way like is it is this something that that you feel was a source of inspiration for yourself as well oh it's such a great question um i think it's it's a bit of everything um first of all
0: i don't miss it that much i I love to travel i really love to travel and and to to uh to explore new stuff that's in my genes. Mm. Um, Everything I don't know, I want to know. Um, So I I miss it. Um, But if I really think about what I was doing before the lockdown and and before the COVID crisis, I think it was an over-engineered, not necessary process. Mm. Meeting people physically and and flying around in Europe all the time, it's it's really... um, interesting to actually see my own behavior if i have to <laughs> analyze that so mm-hmm. it was not sustainable in many ways um my my ecolog- ecological footprint was horrible um, i have to admit so it's it's also learning um, that you know these un- unprecedented times also forced me to rethink how i work and how i did it because i think 70 80% of the meetings i i can do remotely these days mm-hmm. and that's that's also connected to something that um, I got back um, during the crisis uh, I mean lucky us we were all working in an industry that was able to to smoothly just continue to work Can carry on. I mean we actually had some trouble and, and we still have to figure out uh, many things but if you compare it with other industries our our pain was, was actually quite quite low um, but um, coming back to the travel piece, um, to have a family and I'm really, I'm really, uh, <laughs> really um, passionate about, um, you know, finding my role as a father as well. Um, it was not possible of, often because I was traveling a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I was at home um, suddenly. Uh, I, I think it was a shock for, for everyone, for, for my kids and my wife um, to have me around all the time. Um, but uh, it, was, it was, I was super um, lucky and, and grateful to have that moment. It was like a gift for me mm. um, because I had so much more quality time with my with my kids and, and my wife. And there is, you know, room to actually really understand where they are and how um, I can support them. That, wasn't, that was that wasn't possible back in the days, uh, to be really honest. So it was a gift for me, to 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 be connected uh, more and now have a better actually a better design of my schedule, uh, to to be to be a part um, to be you know in the office and and to be at home and oh. to do both in in a in a complete different rhythm. Awesome. Um, so very grateful for the whole situation. Cool.
1: I mean, uh, I'm grateful for you being around more as well. It's like it's a, a win win I guess um a lot of people are uh, have been talking about the reset button um the that um covid um pushed um what was that mid mid march um and and it's it's forced us all to rethink things um and uh, I think you know for us it was like we said at the beginning it's like we we can use this to our advantage um or actually we saw it from a more. Uh, this this glass is half full perspective, of uh, you know, every cloud has a silver lining, and I think that kind of helped within within the company as well. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks for those insights, man.
0: Very welcome. I mean, look, it's 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 really connected to to this to this design piece that you are able to design your life all mm-hmm. the time, actually on an everyday basis. Um, and I was actually um, yeah just just uh, supported you know to to continue my path doing that mm. but i also had to admit that in in some some regards uh, i was not able to design it so i was running around and and uh, trying to keep up so to challenge that piece that was very helpful but I, actually it's a continuation of of what i i was doing before just with a, a bit of more focus in, in certain areas and and uh, yeah it, it gives you also i mean i have to also say that i have so many ideas even more ideas than before what I want to do in my life that I also getting worried that it's potentially a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's also a bit bit strange, but um, I realized that 40 plus some stuff I probably will not do.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's, it's okay. It's okay to do that because, again, it's the problem room where you're in and then you try to, to find workarounds and, and solutions for, for stuff. And then it's decisions. You have to just actively decide mm-hmm. what you want and what you don't want. And that really helps. So it's, it's great times in some regards.
1: Thanks so much for that. Welcome. Thank you. We have reached the end of this digital experience podcast. Thanks for listening. For further information about us, please head over to weawondress.com.